Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Courtney Farron. She's the host of the Guilty Pleasures and Shameless Treasures podcast, which is a show about pop culture, mental health awareness, and wellness. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. I came on your show last week and we just immediately clicked. And it's Uh, like, for me, it's like just so much easier. I'm like, okay. So fun. Yeah. I love this like online Bravo friendship circle I feel like I connect with you guys better than I do like the people that I actually have to see in real life (laughs) so it works out really well for me well I mean I think there's like just an inherent like culture that we all really are obsessed with and I think it's hard to kind of force that onto people in your life because they're like I don't get it why do you care about this why does this like why are you foaming at the mouth over his bank account is like, coming I, out exactly like I scream at my boyfriend in the middle of the night like he actually the other night he thought someone was dying because well and okay it's very sad because it was the episode of summer house with Carl's brother so oh. someone actually did die and it was really sad but he literally thought it was like my my brother <laughs> of my reaction and like I just feel so bad doing this to people all the time so it's so nice to talk to someone like you and we can actually be on the same level I mean yeah I definitely cried during Carl's brother scenes like that was just devastating and like how do you even wrap your head around that and he was I thought like very very strong and I was so glad he went home to be with his family because I was nervous and part of me was like oh my god please go home like it's being trapped in that room and like I know I just can't imagine and you know, I talk about um, addiction on my podcast a lot and it was just, it hit so close to home with, it was, um, yeah, it was tragic. I felt, I felt for him, especially because he had, he was changing his life and he had just gotten sober and he was probably feeling 
not like a tragedy like that wasn't gonna happen for him maybe I don't know I, I was yeah it was really really hard to watch yeah it was like testing him in a way like he's been working on himself so exactly. much and like was clear like is clearly in a really good and healthy space and so for something like that to happen can really like derail progress and I just hope like the rest of the season he's okay and I was actually interested I was shocked that he didn't actually go to summer I mean to winter house with the other boys so I'm wondering if he was like I need to maybe remove myself from that debauchery I feel like there's not enough singles in winter house for it to be that exciting like that's the only thing I'm concerned about I mean there's Paige Paige Austin right Craig no because Austin okay Austin Paige and Austin yeah and then Sierra okay 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 yeah okay we'll see see. I have I I want it to be good I really do (laughs) I'm hoping (laughs) I mean again like I'll take anything like get hot people doing yeah reckless things like none of those guys are bad to look at so yeah I'm so embarrassed that I had the biggest crush on Austin in the beginning and now his personality has just like ruined what I thought was once a hunk I know I feel I feel like though with Austin he puts I I feel like he puts something on for the show that's like not as attractive I feel like he tries to almost seem less cocky than he actually is and I feel like if he was more himself we might actually be into him more but I don't know that's just I just pray for that (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I think that's a little bit like Shep like Shep has never not been his spoiled privileged self and I think that's a little bit why people like him because it's like you own your situation he's like yeah I never work and I get mailbox money and sounds like you're jealous it's like (laughs) yeah I know you're kind of inseparable but I'm also at least he's upfront about it yeah (laughs) like the scary ones are the ones that like steal your heart and pretend that they're perfect and then they're really not yeah so true (laughs) well speaking of people who are not perfect as I mentioned before Ramona Singer from the Royal Housewives of New York drunkenly posted her bank account to Instagram just a screenshot of her checking account that had a casual $367,000 in liquid cash. Oh my God. What? Stop it. Ramona. Ageless is killing. Is that what it's called? No, Ageless? Yes. Ramona. Ageless and True Faith Jewelry. Uh, they're doing so well. <laughs> Pinot Grigio? Yes, the Pinot Grigio. Uh, I feel like she must have had like another brand or something but we saw a lot of deposits from cameo okay okay what else did we see what else was there a sixteen thousand dollar bill paid from amex and she wrote a check to pay it which i also find like oddly endearing for ramona singer (laughs) she also wait my roommate has the biggest bone to pick with avery singer she probably hears me right now Oh my god! Like scorning her, but Avery works at Cameo now, so it's interesting. She's working in like partnerships at Cameo, so I'm wondering if uh, she gets Ramona the the hot deals because of her in. Did you hear about how Avery um, applied for The Bachelor? Oh yeah, well I was talking (laughs) about it on this show at one point. We were like, we were making fun of the idea of you know hometowns going home to Ramona. Mario too oh dude okay so wow Ramona though that's um that's impressive I'm I'm shocked I'm happy for her that's 
just so Ramona of her to show it too. Oh my god, like far too much turtle time, Pinot Grigio. Actually, no, she drinks vodka now. She invented the vodka soda in 2018. Keeps her, keeps her alive. She said it's one of her secrets to not aging is a vodka a day. I love that about her. I mean, Pat Elchel also says that. She's like, I have a martini at five o'clock every day. It's like, wow, like I can't do that. If I drink every day, like I am a sluggish mess. Like I've been That's trying good. to drink less and less and <laughs> the less I drink, the happier I am. I'm like, oh, cool. Gulp. Yeah. <laughs> same z's <laughs> on that train that's for sure <laughs> so ramona also got a lot of money from ben group which i ended up going online and checking out so this is some sort of like ai influencer marketing firm and so it's so dl this type of marketing like it's as if she had her girlfriends over her one of her 50 girlfriends over for cocktails at her house and she's like drinking a bottle of gray goose it's not as aggressively branded as like bethany frankel like clutching a bottle of skinny girl but it's still like with her fucking white knuckles um so but it's still like um you know, the Grey Goose is being like sponsored by Ramona. Okay. So she has to agree to technically use that product. Wow. So getting money from them too. So that's like DL influencer. How like, fun. Influencer. I wish I could do that. Right? Amazing. Uh, I want to have dinner parties with like Velveeta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I would definitely put on the menu. <laughs> Well, moving on to other news, JLo and Aaron have reportedly broken off their engagement. It's not surprising. They were together for four years, engaged for two. And this past January, February, or whatever, rumors came out that Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm and Arod were canoodling, quote unquote, <gasps> just FaceTiming, which I don't believe. No way. I mean, now the breakup is happening. So, like, what do you think? Do you think that, like, how do you think the conversation between J-Lo and A-Rod went and J-Lo is literally talking about Madison from Southern Charm saying, like, hey, this is, she is the last straw. Like, how does that happen? I mean. I'm so proud of Bravo right now. Right? Like, I didn't expect to be reporting on this kind of story. Like, this is where I love Bravo, like, intersecting. Me too. Like, major, major news stories rather than just relate to other people, like, and bring it back to Bravo. And you're like, you hear about J-Lo? Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, guess what? I know every single thing about her relationship. <laughs> so they're broken off. No word for Madison. And like we talked about when Madison and Jay Cutler were together, Madison was very mouthy, very, very mouthy about the whole Jay Cutler situation. But this situation, she has been silent. And when we were talking about it in the beginning, she had posted a photo of herself in the refinery hotel in Manhattan. And she was like holding her ear and was like, wish you were here. There was like these big diamond rocks in her ear. And a couple days ago, she posted another photo with the same earrings being like, love these earrings. And so I think the earring is a... It is a sign. It's like a smoke signal to A-Rod being like, I'm with you. Oh. I would love you. Oh. So do, that's you, do you think he bought her the earrings? Yes. Like, whack, 
way back when yeah I think so because I mean he's a rich guy I could see him oh, being yeah. like to his assistant like um yeah uh buy earrings big diamond earrings and just bring them to me like I can see like him putting no like effort or like heart into it but like purchasing like a $12,000 pair of earrings which like oh. would wear I'd wear them it's all I bet you like and Madison's so thirsty that I bet you every single thing she's posting on social media right now is some sort of Easter egg or wants it wants us to think it's an Easter egg for this like whole A-Rod thing like she is like this is her wet dream (laughs) yeah exactly like she's jacked up about this I mean, and you know, like at the end of the season, there was like all the fighting at the, at the reunion. And at one point, like, you know, Patricia had made a comment earlier in the season being like, you know, he's Budweiser. What is, she was like, he's trap oh, yeah, 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 Budweiser. Yeah. And like, I mean, she found a guy with money, but he's like a notorious cheater. So like, what are you going to do? Get into a real relationship with A-Rod after all of this? No. Anything. He could never. Her though. Like I, I do not think, apparently A-Rod is notorious. Like, cause there was like a Demois thing that everyone thought was about him. And he just like literally flies girls out bangs them like he finds them on instagram starts messaging them about like brand deals but then like reels them in it's not that hard because he's a rod and then bangs them but like he doesn't date madison Lacroix. he dates j-lo's like i hate to sound (laughs) like classist but no i don't it's true i don't think he's gonna date anyone like madison Lacroix. i don't yeah no i don't really think so and i mean we'll see but supposedly It would be great for Bravo, so I hope so. Imagine he joined Southern Charm. <laughs> oh my God, dead, dead. Like, forget oh, we got A Rod now. Supposedly, she did sign an NDA, um, saying she wouldn't talk about this entire situation. Which even that, A Rod, you're not doing anything wrong. Why are you making strange girls whose DMs you're sliding into sign NDAs? Exactly. Hello. <laughs> like, no. Well, that actually reminds me of Lala and her man, Rand, in the beginning, early stages, where James Kennedy was like, dude, you and Randall are weird. You made me sign an NDA to go to your Coachella house. Like, and (laughs) Randall is like a nobody. Like, yeah, he's a producer, but... What is it with the NDAs? The Kardashians do that, too. But anyone can't even come I get them. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, like, Randall Emmett, like, (laughs) would you think someone trying to blackmail you at a Coachella party? What, yeah, it feels like cheating or it feels like someone's doing something illegal. Yeah, definitely. It feels like like a little, maybe some nose candy, you know? Yeah, some booger sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Lala and Rand, they gave birth to their first child together um, this March 14th, so yesterday, Sunday. And they named the baby Ocean, Ocean Kent Emmett. I think it's cute. I don't, okay. I think it's kind of cute. I like, I don't mind Ocean. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of more of a traditionalist when it comes to a name. I'm like, who am I? (laughs) I'm like, I like like Charlie for boy. I'm like, girls, I don't know. Even though if I do get this dog, I love the name Margo. My friend, like, I was talking with my friend this afternoon and she was like, you know, you're going to have to relinquish that name for a future child, right? She's like, you're making this decision right now. And I was like, oh, I can't name my firstborn after my dog. That would be (laughs) weird. That's odd. (laughs) I love Margot. That's so oh, cute. It's so cute. Okay, no, honestly, I thought it would be a bit weirder. Lala's baby. 
name. Like it's motion is like not bad. Yeah, I'm not, not really surprised. I mean, like remember when Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple? Like yeah. that was weird. Yeah. That was like head turning. And even like North, like yeah, Northwest. Babies, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it was just like a bad phase that Kanye yeah. Like now the right. name is Chicago, but no, I mean they're kind of cute. They're oh all right, God. but I'm a traditionalist too, so that's just my opinion. So she is paying late. Um, she's paying homage to her late father, Kent Burningham, who passed away last year or the year before. Oh, that's um, nice. I was thinking yeah. she would put the dad's name in it for sure. Yeah. So I think his name was Kent Burningham, which made me question. I guess Lala Kent is her stage name because her, her, she's Lauren from Utah, remember? Like that's what right. they call it. So I'm wondering if her real name is like Lauren Burningham. Now I'm oh, like, okay. I want to find like her old fucking. That's probably what it is. It's She probably put Kent because it's like a shorter last name and it goes well with Lala. Yeah. And it's definitely like little known facts about the cast. It's just so funny how Vanderpump rules people like change their name because they like think they're so famous like Jax Taylor and Lala Kent. <laughs> like is Jax's son gonna go to school which like supposedly they're naming him Cruzin. Like, yeah I'm seeing that. Cruzin? okay I heard Cruz. Maybe I mean it's like they're they don't watch the news and see like that Ted Cruz is like such a disgraced politician <laughs> oh, I time and time again. Like, they're just oh whatever. Cruzin. Jax loves cars. Jax loves cars. Like that's <laughs> literally their logic. <laughs> so stupid oh my god I love that (laughs) (laughs) well Jax also posted something on Instagram the other day which was basically a love letter to Randall like it was like four paragraphs long being like I've never met someone I trust more in this world you've inspired me every single day day after day fatherhood looks amazing on you Randall like you're an amazing dad you inspire it's like you've never said a, a half of like a quarter of the nice things that you said to Randall to Brittany ever yeah yeah or even like like for yeah Brittany being the most important but even Tom and Tom who have been his friend forever so I feel like because it's Jax it must be Randall is giving him some sort of opportunity that has to do with money Mm -hmm. or getting something out of Randall he's needing to suck up to him for like his own gain because it doesn't make sense that he would just say that like no he's not going to do that out of the goodness of his own heart that's Definitely not. And even like during like uh, the wedding times, like during like when they were in Kentucky for the wedding, Jax was like, yeah, I'm going to make Randall one of my um, groomsmen. I was going to say bridesmaid. Uh, I'm going to make him one of my groomsmen. And he was like, Randall, you're an awesome dude. Thanks so much for letting us use the private jet. Love that about you. Like, yeah, well, I would also like love that about a friend too. Like it's a crazy great thing. But they are definitely working on projects together. Yeah. Like, I I actually hope that Randall was just, like, filming them this whole time. Because I, I want to see the race scandal. I want to see the bit. Like, I, I would actually be intrigued to see, like, as much as I'm not into Stassi. And, like, I don't think she should have a platform anymore. I it would be interesting to see her, like, complain about being pregnant. Because she, like, freaks out about any small little thing. Yeah. And I definitely think like that that could be a thing that they're in the works for. So Jax posted the other day a picture that had like a, a director's chair on it and it had like Robert De Niro's name on it. And so 
I went on to IMDb and saw that there's a movie that De Niro's in called Wash Me in the River that um, Randall's directing, which like, oh my God, this is his directorial debut with freaking Robert De Niro, Bobby D. <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was shocked when I saw that. And oh so I'm God. wondering if they're doing something together on this film, but. Wow, Randall, eh? Killing it. He, he really is killing it. And then they also, thanks to the internet, God, the internet has everything. There was like this one screenshot I saw on, I don't know, Facebook or something. And it was an ad for, I guess, like a production assistant at Randall's production company. Oh. And the posted it too or something. And it was like, you better have a thick skin and be willing to like work really hard. It's like, thick skin. Uh, don't tell me to have thick skin if I'm going to be working with Jax Taylor and Randall Emmett. Like, I feel like that's like slang for like, you know what happens in Hollywood. You're going to get abused. Like, yeah. sorry guys, this is 2021. Like that shit doesn't happen anymore. Or we'll, we'll, we're trying, we're not trying to promote it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, actually that could probably be a spinoff where Jax is like, all right, well, like we ended up hiring his production assistant. She's 23, fresh out of USC. I fucking, I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. <laughs> I'm leaving Brittany and our six-month-old baby oh. to be with this young dark. hot thing. That guy is just so dark. Like, just thinking about him, like, it makes my, like, <laughs> like, it makes me feel sad. <laughs> like, he's yeah. so grim, honestly. Oh, did you hear about how um, Ryan Bailey uh, revealed the name of Sheena's baby? Oh, okay. no. Oh, my God. What is it? Yeah, oh, Summer. Oh, yeah, because she was like holding something and then her mom like brought over the and it was like it said S M S U M M. And then her mom brought something over that said summer. And so he was like, Yeah, but guys, I think her name, her baby name is Summer. And then she like reached out to him. Oh, that's yeah, a cute name. Like, I like oh, summer. I think it's cute. Yeah. I'm an OC fan, so I'm all about a, a summer Robert. <laughs> Me <moment>. too. <laughs> I love it. And um, yeah, she uh she had that that baby shower right but it was still Lala and Stassi who weren't invited yeah it was interesting that they weren't there I mean besides them not being invited Sheena's dress was just so <laughs> like ill-fitting and she's the cutest girl like she's the cutest little pregnancy body like oh just don't don't wear that satin with like these boob yeah it was things awesome. it was just yeah. <laughs> I it just love it. it was, yeah, I, didn't I know that. Sheena because she could be like she's got the cutest body and everything and I think it was like season three where she was dating Rob or no whatever season she was dating Rob and she cut her hair short and she was just didn't have the super long nails and she looked great because she just wasn't like trying so hard and I think it's just like she's so beautiful and she overdoes it. Yeah, I, I think it's like that Kardashian effect. Like, I think she's just has like fallen weak to that, thinking like that mm. that's the way women should look. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, maybe you just like do the best you can with how you currently look and and maybe yeah. it'll be a little bit more natural. Amen, I sis. I don't think they're going for natural though. So we could just stop trying, <laughs> stop hoping. <laughs> yeah, definitely not with Sheena. Well, speaking of new mothers, Stassi Schroeder and her husband, Bo Clark, have started a new podcast on Patreon. You will be receiving three pieces of exclusive content for $8.99 a month. It's called The Good, The Bad, The Baby. Courtney, will you be listening? 
I am not paying $8 to see Stassi and Bo hang out with their baby and Stassi be rude to her boyfriend that's way too good for her. Yeah, I mean, spot on. I completely agree. I could never, ever spend $9 a month on that. I, I went on and saw there's like a nursery tour, oh, gender no. reveal, uh, the birthing story. No. Like, why do you need to just exploit your children? Like, you yeah. have nothing else to talk about in this world. Like, nobody wants to hear you speak about any other single topic. And like, nobody really even wants to hear you speak about motherhood because now what? well, what is it? Like, you're going to be the mom expert. Like it's such an easy transition for people being like, okay, I have no skills. So now I'm going to be a mommy and daddy blogger duo. Like we don't need any more of that. No, no. Like he was, you know, if she has talent and she's like a writer, like she says she is, maybe it's just time to stay out of the spotlight for a while because it just, it doesn't feel sincere to me that she went away and learned from it. And now she's just back trying to like, exploit herself like it just I don't know maybe this is just my opinion I understand you have to feed your family and you were banking on Vanderpump money but that's also just irresponsible so I don't actually feel bad for you like all these people that are banking on reality show money and they're buying all these houses and now they can't pay for them sorry like you should have had a backup plan yeah and I think like her backup plan was and like at the time of Vanderpump, like she was creating yeah. like alternative sources for money, whether it's the book, the podcast that was uber successful and making a ton of money touring. Like she had all these opportunities and she squandered it because of her ignorance. Yeah. So now sure. like what do you think? Oh, you're going to make people pay $9 a month because you know, nobody would put you on their ad network. Nobody's going to put their money behind your show. And then you literally have to like force oh, people to spend money on your content where it's like, it's nine dollars a month it's not three dollars a month mm-hmm. and what you're gonna be nine dollars a month to watch Stasi set up a crib where you probably in three months can get sheena doing it for free on youtube like <laughs> you the sheena version is gonna be better anyway hello like she's so i'm like Sheena's so funny she's so funny and cool <laughs> no, but, and also like i think she forgot that towards the end of her podcast I I stopped listening like years I ago like, I was so bored it was so boring and like if you ever went on uh Apple Podcasts and looked at reviews or whatever like I would sometimes go and look just to see like what people were saying and they would always unanimously say Bo is really annoying you're condescending to him on the show yeah you guys just talk it's in circles awkward. it's like nobody cares like nobody cares about what your boyfriend has to say they want to hear you they want to hear you talking to Rachel Zoe they want to hear you talking with your friends, like get him off the show. And now it's all about him. enough to have good guests on, like have some people that are like, have something interesting to bring. Just don't, why are you going on your podcast to fight with your boyfriend? Nobody cares. No. And it's, it's just not a good look. And then what? It's like the same thing. It's like, you know, the Kardashians, like they put their kids out in the public eye and then your kid is just like up for public conversation. Like then how do we then say, oh, well, why can't I say something about your kid? If you said it was acting up and we heard it on your podcast, you put it out there for the world. So now we can have comments on it, which like, I'm not fucking listening. And you know, I want that baby to be healthy and, you know, have a nice life, but like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about like anything involving that. And so it's sad that they feel like they need to like rush into this next step. And yeah. And you know what, everyone that's going to actually try and go pay $9, do us all a favor, go put $9 towards some, a, a black, person that's doing the same thing or yeah uh, you know someone that's or go learn something from um someone 
like in the BLM world, like there's, there's other things we should be putting our money towards and it's not towards someone that's extremely problematic and has been for years and has family members that are still extremely problematic. Like it's just, it's not, it's not cute. Yeah. Um, I think collectively as a listenership, let's all agree to not support this because it's just. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Pointless. Boring. Boring. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Um, Lisa Vanderpump, obviously formerly from Beverly Hills Housewives and now Vanderpump Rules and another stupid ass e-show that comes out on Thursday, which this month is flying by. So rumor had it that Pump was actually closing and it was all because there was um, tax issues. And so the California tax website said that they needed to suspend Pump for an undisclosed amount of money because they owed taxes. So Lisa ended up going on Twitter saying taxes were delayed because everybody was working from home and the restaurant was closed. And I want to know, I have a feeling her accountant has been working from home since March 13th of 2020 and has never stepped foot in her fucking restaurants. Like this is the biggest crock of shit. Tax deadlines got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Like this is you being shady, Lisa, because you know you have no damn money. Well, like, okay. So I'm a rest. I worked in the restaurant industry for 15 years and basically like most restaurant owners are shady like or a lot of them are um someone with lisa vanderpump's personality is 100 a shady restaurant owner i can tell you that for sure and there's been people saying they weren't getting paid there was so many allegations there was like a, cl- a class action lawsuit i'm pretty sure against her like there's yeah of course she's not paying her she's not paying anyone that she's gonna try to get away with not paying that's what's happening yeah and it's, it's not really surprising. Obviously, like everybody's doing really poorly in the restaurant industry right now. Mm-hmm. And just because she is like rich and famous doesn't mean like she's exempt from that. Like, of course, like, you know, Villa Blanca is officially closed, which like probably for the best. Yeah. Um, all of these other restaurants just like being empty and like is making her lose all this money, of course, because of the show, but also just because it's a restaurant. So it's not surprising that she'd be having money issues, but you know, for her to then say like taxes were delayed because everybody was working from home. Like, no, that's a bold faced lie. And as you yeah. mentioned before, there's like another lawsuit for a hundred thousand dollars because I guess someone who sells produce to both pump and sir are owed about a hundred thousand dollars in unpaid yeah. bills. I'm not surprised. Like restaurant owners do that stuff all the time. Like I've worked in places where, yeah, we didn't, we were getting surf papers all the time. People like keg, 
our um, beer owners were coming in and taking all their kegs because we weren't like it's very normal that restaurant owners would do this if you're if you're shady you're gonna do it it's just that there's restaurant owners out there that have way less money than Lisa Vanderpump that are still paying their bills um I mean look at Villa Blanca right or sorry uh, Villa Rosa it's I, I mean, I'm sure she can afford it. She's just choosing, she's making her priorities. And so not paying the farmers that bring vegetables to her restaurants is are the is what she's prioritizing to not pay. I don't yeah. know. It's just not cool and, no. and not surprising, but she's a shady. Oh yeah. Are, you a, are you a Lisa Vanderpump fan? Well, I mean, I've been going back and forth for years and I've been doing a Beverly Hills rewatch because I'm working on a project about Kyle. Um, and so I've been rewatching Beverly Hills and I used to be the biggest LVP stand. Now I think she's shady, manipulative, a bad friend. I think she has somehow hoodwinked Ken into believing that she is mother Teresa. And now, you know, like once everything started kind of blowing up in her face with Brandy and Kyle oh all of a sudden she becomes you know this dog martyr like oh my god she's saving animals and she's saving lives look at all the amazing work she's doing so she really is a mastermind when it comes to how she wants people to perceive her and she did Brandy dirty she did Kyle dirty she did Adrian dirty like she was just a consistently bad friend and it's not surprising that like year after year Kyle was like always at odds with her she's like we're friends but like I don't trust you like I don't trust you yeah, and, like, and ugh, I'm just so over Vanderpump screw Vanderpump yeah she really was like and I, I re-watched Beverly Hills a couple times because you know the maybe the first time I watched it I thought she was just sort of like as a sweet lady and they sort of villainized Kyle at the beginning a bit more mm-hmm. um and then rewatch it especially with the brandy because I I I'm sorry this is an unpopular opinion I like brandy me too I like, I like her for the show I like her for the show she's great for the show and I I think what she, what Lisa Vanderpump did to her like because Brandy was not that wealthy and she had two kids a single mom and Lisa like like took like her livelihood away in a way and I thought it was really messed up and I stopped liking her after that no I mean with her relationship with Brandy was so fake and only orchestrated to create Vanderpump rules and Brandy said that she was like you became buddy buddy with me yet you knew Sheena and Eddie had a history and you know, maybe the first time where, you know, she goes to Sir and runs into Sheena, like, of course, like, it could have been an oversight, whatever. But when Lisa and Ken keep having Sheena come to events that Brandy is at, that is deliberately putting Brandy in a really, really uncomfortable and mean situation. If anybody did anything like that to Vanderpump, she would freak out and never get over it. Like, her uh, her argument with, you know, what's her name um Kyle in season one was over Kyle being like you have a pretty big ego and she's like that's character assassination and she tortured Kyle for years like forever she never let her live that down and yet she brings Brandy's ex around um ex's you know mistress around and then like forces her to have conversations with her and forces her to have all these like weird it was like I Brandy was like be like her puppet yeah, and even, like, you know, Faye Resnick at that one party was, like, you know, Lisa, like, you make Brandy do your dirty work. And Lisa's, like, who, me? I would never. 
<laughs> never. It's like you do, like you do consistently. And yeah, you might not be saying, oh, Brandy, go over to whoever and say this. But you're calling her every morning. It's clearly a thing you do to kind of get a download of what happened the night before yeah. and put your own thoughts into the person's head. And they trust her because it's like a motherly thing. Like, yeah, ugh, it just, it, it like hurt my heart watching Brandy get done so dirty. And even like, it, it was so bad for the show when she got kicked off. It was, yeah. you know, and it was all Lisa Vanderpump's doing. She's like, I'm not going to film with her, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that's what happened. And she turned all the other girls against her. But like, it got, like, I I think that the show went downhill after Brandy left. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I would kind of agree. Now that I'm also rewatching, I also think when Lisa Rinna came into the picture, things really changed. And yeah, she is a rough one. She's really, I don't annoying. know. Uh, yeah I can't stand her as a person like I think she's like an awful person <laughs> is she gonna does she bring the drama I don't know like she it's a controlled narrative with her right because mm-hmm. again let's talk about the husband we don't know anything about the husband yeah and season after season we still haven't found anything out about the husband like no, it's, if it's bullshit that shows bullshit for that reason all those women yeah. are protected well, speaking of being the biggest bullshit artist on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Girardi, aka Erica Jane, has been going through a gnarly divorce battle with her 81-year-old ex-husband, Tom. And let's not forget, Tom isn't just old, but he's also a, um, I would say, thief. Yeah. What, what's, yeah, he's a thief. Yeah, he's a thief. Yeah, I mean, he's a criminal. An absolute criminal. <laughs> so... Court documents are now revealing that Erica Jane's estranged husband has actually been diagnosed with late onset Alzheimer's and dementia, and his brother is now going to be trying to pursue a permanent conservatorship over Tom and Tom's estate, because I guess Tom can't make decisions for himself, which the more I thought about this, I think like the last season, we had that one event where it was... I mean, all the women like happened to be wearing that like pink blazer dress. Right. But the yeah. way that Erica was talking to Tom was like he had been like in an old home. Like it's like, you know, my grandfather was like getting really sick. Like, you know, you slow things down. You're like, this is this, you know, like you, you kind of right. just yeah, talk yeah. slowly. And I remember her being like, wow, Tom thank you for coming downstairs to see my friend. Like I could see him potentially like having these issues and her not wanting to really address it because then it kind of gets back to like, you know, where just Garcella is like, so what do you guys have sex? Like what's going on? Like he's so much older than you. Like, is there any intimacy? And so I could see her not wanting to address that really right. serious issue. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, which doctor did he pay? Yeah you know <laughs> that too like that's he's just doing I feel I don't know I just don't trust them at all now and I feel like he did something to he's trying to get out of it he's just trying to get out of it yeah he's 81 I'm sure he forgets things I'm sure you know my grandparents are 85 like 85 and 86 and they forget things for sure I wouldn't really trust them to run a law firm that's yeah. sure. <laughs> so I can see that but I mean, the guy, the guy did shady shit and it was calculated. Like you can't, I don't know. I, it doesn't excuse it for me, but I find and this is very entertaining because now, yeah. so what does that mean for Erica? Like, so she's looks now it's just like flip-flopping back and forth of who looks 
bad in this situation. Yeah, I don't really think either of them look really good. No. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hmm. she did post on Instagram a quote, a uh, quote from God, which I really, oh. I didn't know God. Yeah, well, now quotes. you're turning to God. The yeah. other day you were in lingerie. Yeah, she goes, do not judge. You don't know what storm I've asked her to walk through. Dash God. thanks god for for the quote and it's also funny it's like she's trying to make it seem like she's the victims like you literally stole money from real victims period and And we're not forgetting that and then like she's just like hating on people on instagram constantly like writing posts like that are like not taking any responsibility for anything. We spoke about this on my podcast, but just the way that she responded to it is is worse almost than the crime. Not no, it's not worse than the crime, but it's just <laughs> bad. Yeah, I know. But this one, it's like it's like well, <laughs> yeah, but no. But just like just not taking responsibility for it just says it all for me. So now this like God thing, it's it's I don't know. It's creepy. She's scaring me as a person. Like. Who is Erica Jane? I mean, I think she's the fakest person we've seen on a Housewives show. And I've always felt like that. And so people really adoring her for no reason always confused me. And now I'm glad we are seeing this woman who was complicit in her husband's business dealings that involve scamming people. And, you know, she keeps doing all these things to like throw the scent off to make us forget that she did a really bad thing and now she's like please don't judge me you don't know what I've been through you don't know what I go through at night like (laughs) literally like we don't but we're slowly finding out via fucking court documents (laughs) it's just weird and like just even the fact that she left her son for to be with him like to and moved across the country to be with Tom Girardi that didn't sit right with me either yeah, no, that never sat right with me. And of course, like, you know, you never know the circumstances right, exactly. of a situation, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you still are like, oh, I was a cocktail waitress busting my butt for my son. But then I find this man and actually, you know what? Screw that kid. Yeah. Uh, we'll send you money in the mail every month and you live with your dad. And it's like, yeah, of course, you know, a dad could be good, but I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't, I would I, I'd be messed up if that, if that was my mom. Yeah, like, how do you say, like, oh, bye, and, like, she's, like, in a private plane, like, going to a mansion in Pasadena. Like, that's, that was her other option, and, um, yeah, so, Erica Jane, screw you, not surprised. They're filming right now, and I read an article that Garcelle said that Sutton has been crying the most this season and also has been asking the most questions about what's going on in Erica Jade's situation. Oh, good. Bring it on, Sutton. Yes. Well, wasn't there like a post that there was something where there was a group of them that were together in a picture recently? And um, first of all, Garcelle wasn't in it. And then... um, Erica wrote like I love all of you or most of you something like that like some shady thing so I'm wondering if if it's Sutton I oh good I hope Sutton challenges her I do too someone needs to and it's just like ridiculous season because they won't talk about it Kyle's gonna be like we don't talk about the husband family well yeah exactly we don't it's like well all right why are we talking about your husband either Kyle put that on the table yeah we could who knows? 
talk about the husbands. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about the husbands. Like New Jersey, the husbands have like just as much of a role as the <laughs> do. Like, come on, I want to know about the husbands. And it allows for you to see like a full picture of their relationship. Like they are housewife. They like, you know, it's different with certain seasons. Like, you know, New York housewives, like all of them are single. Yeah. Which and is that, just that like works. a blast. That also works very, very well. Mm-hmm. But if you come on these shows, you need to kind of be, you know, you have to be willing to ha- let it all hang out. Like Dorit and PK, like they've got ripped apart in the past. And now like they are like the darling, the, the, the darlings yeah. of Beverly Hills because, yeah. you know, yeah, they had some issues, but evidently they paid all their debts and they've moved on. And now Dorit can like be cheeky and like laugh about some of her past issues. Whereas like Erica Jane, like has no sense of humor. She's so insecure. She's so deeply mm-hmm. in this idea that she's like this rich, wealthy woman. And it's like, well, what's Erica Jane when she doesn't have $40,000 a month in creative direction fees for a team of people to like glam her up? Like what's Eric? She's going to be like this year. She's going to be like, oh my God, this is the first time I've worn jeans in three years. Like she's going to like be trying to like get acclimated back into, into real life, into reality. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope that it's a good season. I just, we'll have to see because it's just, if it's just more curated images, it's, it's hard to watch sometimes when you, especially when people like us who watch what's going on, like for the, the viewers that don't pay attention to what's going on in the news and the headlines and Raider Online and Page Six, then it's great. But for us, it's like, if we know what's going on and then they're putting on this whole different image, like they usually do on Beverly Hills, then it's, it's, I just, I'd rather watch Atlanta where they're, they're banging bolo. <laughs> yeah. Like let's get more three. I was going to say, let's get more threesomes and hookups, but like that was literally all of Beverly Hills last year. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it would be really fun to shake up Beverly Hills, some sex, but it's like, God, well, at least fucking Teddy's on here to like you know oh, yeah no that's a <laughs> I'll never forget watching her be like Denise it's really bad what you did is really bad what her and Brandy hooked up get the fuck over it they're oh, adult God. women yeah no God. I'm like, I like wrote I commented on some of her posts about her all-in bullshit because like it was re- like the disordered eating I started reading about like what happened with that? I know you talked about it too. And it's just, I can't, I, 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 I think I might've not actually watched Beverly Hills if she was on it this year. I mean, she was just insufferable. And yeah. even like on her show, like she would talk about forcing her people to do cardio every single day. And your body is just not meant for that. Like it is not meant to constantly be put in like a brutal cardio situation. Like, and of course some people work out seven days a week and it's great. But oftentimes it's like Pilates one day, yoga one day, this, like not 60 minutes of like walking on a treadmill. Like that is torture. Like I would rather be waterboarded like than have that <laughs> in my life every day. Well, and just like the way she spoke to people about like calling them like a fat piece of shit and stuff mm-hmm. and like just like, like it's horrible. Like what? These the- women are like, we're paying you and you're literally <laughs> calling me a piece of shit. It sense to me and it's yeah it's really unhealthy it's it's just it's she she seems like she's struggling herself with an eating disorder and now she's bringing other people into her 
dysmorphia and it's just, uh, it's unhealthy. So I'm glad she doesn't have a platform as much as she used to. <laughs> well, speaking of other people on Bravo with massive body image issues and have had the massive success of marketing off of wanting to be skinny, um, Bethany Frankel from <laughs> the Real Housewives of New York recently went after Meghan Markle after her mega viewed interview with Oprah yep. last week uh and Bethany went to Twitter and said cry me a river the plight of being a game show host fairly unknown actress to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial fetching seven million for interviews hundreds of million in media details hashtag Mary uh and then she followed up saying I 100% give Harry a break this isn't the way to generate less press and cannot be filed under the guise of wanting privacy to prevent a repeat of previous events. If you hate me for what I'm saying, don't listen to my podcast. Again, like always finding a way to like bring it back to her. Then she follows up saying, I chose reality TV to work towards making money to be scrutinized and criticized. I took the trappings and the beatings along with it. It's a rose with petals and thorns. People beg to enter the often toxic, toxic institution I signed up for. That was the life I chose. You can't play stupid and smart. Like she's so ignorant to think oh. that Megan like signed up for this she fell in love with Harry like that was the situation oh. and then yeah it comes with like an institution that is based on racism and has been forever and and it's her fault because she but she has tiaras though can we just take it back to like the reason why she's so bitter in the first place is that she dated Megan Markle's ex-husband Trevor Engelson and yeah i didn't know that yeah so she's just jealous that one of them that like they both were with him one of them ended up a princess the other one (laughs) new york housewife with a brand that's out of date yeah you know so (laughs) i mean damn that i did not know that that is some real good tea his name is yeah so she's just bored like I I love okay so like I love and hate Bethany I love her for the show but but, like I think she's a really bad person yeah I think she's completely miserable and this is just like (laughs) another example of like her she can't be happy for anyone no feel bad for anyone and yeah everything that's not her sob story is cry me a river oh yeah as if we haven't seen like year after year after year being like I was neglected by my parents and Jason ruined my life and this happened and this happened homeless when she's a millionaire yeah no and even like with the whole WAP thing with Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B you know she's saying like oh these women are disgusting they're trashy it's like oh yeah that's right you know oh like so you need to come for them she comes after for no other women unless you're a tinge black (laughs) <laughs> or mixed you know oh like god I just realized that I'm just putting the pieces together yeah it, it's, not it's nice, Bethany. Not a good look. not a good look for you and also it's just like you know Meghan Markle lover or hater who cares she is a pregnant woman so nobody understands what she's going through every pregnancy is not peaches and roses and ice cream and pickles like that's not everybody's narrative for pregnancy so for people to say like she was lying about feeling like she was going to commit suicide like generally people don't want to feel like they're going to commit suicide when they're supposed to be in like the quote-unquote happiest time of their life like that is like such a ignorant way of like looking at her telling her story telling her truth trying to open up and 
like maybe speak to people who can understand and when you're living in an institution that runs the fucking UK and they can't give you a therapist like that's a big problem and yeah you're brave enough to speak about it especially with a situation where you have dickheads like Pierce Morgan or Sharon Osbourne and so many other people making fun of her and saying like well you know what Megan like how dare you do this to Prince Andrew who's sick and to the queen who's really old it's like well how dare you do that to her you told her you know what's the color what skin color is your son gonna be like that's crazy yeah no after if like I just can't imagine anyone after watching that interview think like having like hate towards her or like not believing her I felt like she was completely genuine and anyone that says those things we should believe them because it's serious and we have no way of knowing what's going on in someone's mind or someone's heart so I mean I could understand people having judgments about her before watching the interview but not after and yeah I mean I thought it was a beautiful interview and for Bethany to say anything about it it's just like oh god not again like she's so irrelevant in this and to try to make it about her is just so typical and that's all I have to say about that (laughs) yeah it was embarrassing she ended up responding saying I watch Harry and Meghan sit down emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless I'm again talking about her I'm a polarizing unfiltered often to a fault flawed person with a voice when I heard this of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if I hurt or offended you. Again, oh. not acknowledging any of oh. the the insights people were trying to explain to her. Again, just making it all about you. I'm sorry if I hurt or offended you. Well, that means nothing when you say it like that. Yeah, it's not a real apology. I'm no. sorry if. No. Yeah. No, you're not sorry. And you know what? Like the monarchy, like they're all whacked in their own world. Like literally like Prince Andrew's hanging out with fucking Jeffrey Epstein. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Like you do not respect women at all. If you're still not disowning him, you'll disown Meghan and Harry for having a biracial child, but you won't they were willing to lie to protect other members of the family but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect me and they're i think she was talking about prince andrew yeah mm. it's just so so gross and i am proud that she spoke up and like what an amazing relationship between her and harry to be able oh. to like have these conversations and for oh. him to stand up for her and like and took action to like extricate themselves from this clearly very toxic situation and like you know people are like oh well it's not about race she's ungrateful she's ungrateful it's like diana was always given empathy everybody always loved diana what's the difference what's the difference a divorced mixed woman from the u.s like oh is that it like oh for sure it's a hundred percent it divorce yeah all those things and even diana though what she faced and he said he saw it going down the same direction so we got it her out of there before she ended up like his mother did like it's just devastating and and I felt so bad for her and I I understood like Bethany being like wow it's a little flashy to come out on Oprah and do all of this and make this big public statement oh, yeah, I'm sure if Bethany didn't got an in- invitation from Oprah to go to her garden she wouldn't pass it up she'd be there in a jiffy she would tell every single thing about Jason Hoppy ever if Oprah <laughs> invited her to have a conversation about oh. it. are you kidding me she would spill uh, every dirty detail about his family if given the opportunity but nobody cares about you Bethany you're not Meghan Markle you're not a ex-game show host even like to put down her career like I've never watched Suits but like 
people really like that show and she was a major cast member like she's an actual talented actress so oh but she has tiaras and a seven-figure wedding as if what the two of them could elope in uh, vegas with an elvis impersonator no (laughs) like they had to have that and they even said like they had like an intimate little wedding with them and the whatever chancellor or i don't know what (laughs) something i'm like something very rich and regal um someone there somewhere in a church you know and then they had their big mega wedding that was not for them that was for the world so i'm just over bethany i'm over it me too get out of here well finishing up on one last little topic we caught wind of a audio leak of Jen Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City verbally abusing her fashion, her, I guess, like in-house fashion designer, Koa Johnson, a week before the reunion in November 2020. This past week, there was a video that accompanied it where she's like throwing an iPad, throwing a cell phone, shoving in chairs, and just screaming at this man who said in a statement that he had just come to Utah to exclusively design dresses for her. And he had been there since what? I think it was. Da, da, da. Oh, I, I don't think it says like what when he got there. But oh, for ten months he worked exclusively with Jen Shaw. He said, "I've been verbally assaulted. I had to work all hours of the night, um, and mostly for unpaid labor." So in this video, Jen is basically screaming at Koa, saying like, "You don't care about me. Like you can't even like, really hear what she's upset about." Like. It was like two and a half minutes of just like screaming into the abyss with no direction that I could like really get out of it. So I guess she was bitching and complaining about how this designer made her stay up late to deal with his bullshit. And, you know, you can't really tell like what's going on, but it's just clear as day that this is not the first time that she raises her voice like this to her staff. Yeah, it was really rough to watch um I actually had to turn it off it was like hurting my heart too much and my boyfriend even was listening and he was like this is just like too sad like it was I can't I couldn't believe it um I can I could have pictured her being rude a little bit rude but to scream at them like that like they were animals it was just it was disgusting Yeah, I feel like she feels like she has that power because, like, they're her staff and they can't, like, up and leave like her friends do at parties and, like, her husband just walks away from the situation. Like, they're under potentially a contract and getting paid and so she feels like, oh, wow, I can finally control someone and you'll just accept me for how awful I am because aren't you so lucky you got to work with me? And it's just, it's, like, such an it was just so disgusting and I'm just so over her after finishing up the season and watching all the reunions and her saying like, well, I only act this way because of racism. It's like, well, no, honey, that's not, that's not the excuse here. Like you can't really say that. Like, of course you've dealt with racism. Of course you're a woman of color but that doesn't excuse every single fight that you got on the season, half of which were just like, uh, for no reason, like nothing happened and you lost your goddamn mind. And I think it's because she's so repressed being her relationship with Sharif. And it kind of reminded me of, 
Kenya Moore and Mark and when Mark was around all the ladies would make fun of Kenya because she'd be like so quiet and demure and wasn't herself and just wanted to be you know this perfect woman for Mark and not being herself uh, then you know stifling who she is and so that when she's not with that person she's out of control because she's like now I can really let loose like I can really be my horrific self and I think that's what she's having the situation that's happening here I know and like I heard her husband sort of under his breath uh ask the co-op he was okay and it yeah it was just it was disgusting I I I am not wanting her to come back on Salt Lake I don't think that we I just I felt like her drama was fake I felt like her outburst like everything she did was yeah I think that she's a bad person that yells but I think she created drama and was just trying way too hard to be a housewife where I just find someone like Lisa Barlow to be more a lot more interesting than Jen because she's almost doing the opposite that Jen is she's like trying to hide her crazy (laughs) and it's a lot more interesting and there's more layers there um whereas Jen it's just like she's like got the housewife housewife 101 rule book and she's just you know following it chapter by chapter and it, it just it seems contrived yeah I, I don't know if this is gonna work out for her for another season I think it's just not a good look and I think she's it's just leaving a really bad taste in in viewers mouths and and you know at this point like we've come so far with different housewives like when you act a fool you can't be on these shows like you can't have nice things when you treat everybody else like shit to get there and yep. it's on footage and this Koa guy and um, he posted like a whole thing of receipts being like, I didn't release this, but I'm so glad somebody did. And supposedly the two Instagram accounts that posted the video and audio, which you can really not find anymore. Like I had to dig deep through Reddit to find it. So I think they must be scouring the internet, but supposedly her lawyer was firing off cease and desist letters to two Instagram accounts that technically leaked the audio and they were doing it via direct message on Instagram. So I don't know what kind of janky ass lawyer Jen has hired, but maybe he works with Tom Girardi because the DM cease and desist is is really, really not effective. I heard that like most of her staff are her cousins. So like, that's what I heard. I don't know. But like, maybe her lawyer's her cousin. (laughs) Like, not actually a lawyer. (laughs) I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised about that. But yeah, I I can't see. um, Yeah, it's also like, what are you sending cease and desist letters to people? Like, you did it. Like, not only are you like on audio, but you're also on video doing it. What are you going to say? I didn't say that. I was kidding. It's honey, you weren't. She's really, she's just way too impulsive. Like you got to do damage control, not send cease and desist. It's out there. It's time to apologize. Yeah. She is a total mess. Well, on that note, Courtney, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a great conversation. I feel like we tapped on like 300 different things. I know it was great. I loved it. We're going to have to do this again soon. Yes, please. Well, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your awesome podcast? Oh, thanks. Uh, you can find me at Guilty Pleasures Podcast on Instagram. And uh, my podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast called Guilty Pleasures and Shameless Treasures.
Love that name. I think that's really clever. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, you have to come back because this was far too easy. And I feel like we could have talked for another three hours I if I know. didn't I it. have a time limit. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, have a great rest of your night. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.